everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. And everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs. And that includes them being a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to our program. We invite you to come and play. Everything is A-OK. This is the SWP for Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Steve and Jimmy back again, diving into the hottest topics in sports and whatever. Jack Eichel takes a shot at his old fan base. Baseball's lockout is over. Jerry Jones. Mm. Oh, you horny old bastard. Uh Uh-oh. It's all still ahead of the SWP. James, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Stevie. Did you do a song for the intro? I did. did you do... What it, was it? I missed it. It's like you what? possess no listening skills at all. Uh, well, 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 I was adjusting my mic and stuff. and you know. Well, today, because we had a cast member, a fairly famous cast member of Sesame Street, who was on Sesame Street for over 40 years, and went yep. with the Sesame Street theme, Emilio Delgado, who played Luis on Sesame Street, was 81 years of age, passed away yesterday, helped break Latino stereotypes in TV, and was named the coordinator of the Sesame Workshop's Bilingual Task Force to improve the show's bilingual content. He's uh, maybe not a name you recognize by his name, but you mm-hmm. would, of course, know him from the show. And uh, it's funny that does anybody have more longevity than some of those adult Sesame Street characters? I'll tell you what, Stevie, about Sesame Street, uh, where I've always said they were brilliant. You know, when I look back and... Uh, uh, think of my days of getting to watch Sesame Street and how cool it was, you know, that these, you know, these characters sort of, sort of, uh, they weren't just, you know, not just goofy puppets, Steve, but but talking about what it was like to be a kid. Right. You know, if you remember some of that stuff, some of the struggles, you know, that I got, I got picked on, I got bullied, uh, you know, my parents, right, my parents divorced. And so they, they tackled all that stuff, you know, but, but the really hook stevie where they were absolutely brilliant was we're gonna get parents to watch this thing too right and then people said well how are you possibly gonna do that and they said well we're just gonna bring on the biggest stars in the world on on the show you know like you you whip it on my kids would be watching i go is that that frank sinatra that they have on, (laughs) on sesame street you know and on and on, you know, I remember Tracy Chapman was on a bunch of musicians and, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the spinoff, the Muppets, you know, did the same thing, right? Where they, they always had a host of that show with, with you know, a, a big, big ass celebrity with puppets, you know, so. Yeah, and that is, it's generational. I mean, intergenerational, I should say, because, you know, you mentioned Frank Sinatra, but I, I think of some of the recent 
actors and, and artists that have been on there, Katy Perry, the Dixie Chicks, <clears throat> all kinds of actors. I mean, what else can you point to in entertainment that someone who's 45 would be able to uh, relate a bit to someone who's like 15, right? There's, right. Because these, like I say, a lot of these actors are there for 40 and 50 years. And it was a big story. I think it's some, there was an old shopkeeper who was, mm-hmm. uh, and that goes back to my childhood era, Mr. Hooper. Mr. Hooper, yeah. sure. And they actually, yeah. it was one of the first times in children's TV programming where they introduced death to the kids. Oh, where no. they basically helped the kids understand why Mr. Hooper is no longer on the show, that the actor himself had passed away, but they basically wrote that into the storyline. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was innovative. My point is, it's innovative across the board. We all think about Sesame Street, we're all adults now, blah, 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 blah. But it was it was quite a, an innovative concept. Yeah. Uh, Henson, right? Jim Jim Henson, right? Correct. Uh, of course. With the, yeah. And the character, you know, Big Big Bird, right? Big Bird was iconic, man. Iconic. Sure. You know? And so good was Sesame Street that uh, reverse of them bringing on big celebs, Big Bird would show up at the Oscars, you know, or, <laughs> or, or you know, a bunch of these other television shows. Um, that's how I remember it anyway, over the years going, what, what the freak? Yeah. And same formula becomes the Muppet show. And they did the same thing with lots and lots of actors being part of that, all kinds of movies as well. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, sad news to pass that along today out of the gate, but that's why I chose the song I did to work into the intro. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jack Eichel today, mm-hmm. man. I don't know if I've ever heard a player go back to his old stomping grounds in the NHL and take the kind of shot that Jack Eichel did at Buffalo Sabres fans. Let me play what he had to say. So basically Buffalo wins the game over Vegas. So Eichel is not a winner and he was booed relentlessly by the Sabre fans. And so this is what Jack Eichel had to say after the loss. That's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really? After, after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed, uh, you know, it was a nice tribute and uh you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people here that were booing me. So uh, they must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first kid to deal with it. So just move on. And, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, give them credit. They played hard. See that last bit there? That's how he should have handled every question, literally. But he didn't. And welcome to my master class, Jack Eichel on alienating fans. Yeah, it. Um, you know, I've I've always I've always had uh, sort of mixed opinions of that when, when players do that and they give it to fans. They're not supposed to. You know, it's a marketing nightmare for the for the front office. Uh, you know, for their fan base, they're, who they're you know they're trying to appeal to all the time about their organization and what they're going to do for the fan, the fan, the fan. And then you get a guy who steps up and goes, "Okay, you guys are shitty." You know. You guys are terrible. And and that'll happen from time to time, Steve. But it's not a guy who played on that team. Okay? It's, you know, it's not a guy who had anything to do with that team that, you know, they'll, they'll make comments, you know, saying, I hate, you know, this team's awful. I, I don't like their fan, blah, blah, blah. They're on me all the time. Uh, you know, Marchand, right, would, would, would experience a lot of that playing around the league. For the guy to do it against the team where he played, uh, there is half of me, though, Steve. There is a part of me that goes, yeah, I'm okay. You know, the shit these guys take day in, day out, you know, on, from the media, uh, you know, on talk shows and, and from sports writers, 
social media comments from fans and all that stuff. You know, I, I can imagine Jack Eichel has been getting beaten like a post, you know. Uh, I, I think a few days ago, Stevie said something like the, the Buffalo Sabres were toying with him for about his injury and shit like that. Uh, they started to make comments. So right. part, part of me is like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, the guy's only human. You know, he's only, there's only so much you're going to take. So uh, I'm not all against what he said, to be honest with you. It depends on the perspective you're coming from. Like, in my opinion, if I'm coming at it from what's good for Jack Eichel, what's good for his player agent and his, uh, and his career, milk toast answers. You should have stepped up there and basically said, I had a great seven years here. I know some fans are going to boo, but that happens to all players when they go back to their old stomping grounds. I have some great memories here I'll never forget, and uh, it was a special evening. Something along those lines, and you move on. Now, on the other side of the coin, doing what we do, Jimmy, and being a hockey fan, it's awesome. Because controversy is always great, and it's the best kind of controversy. This is simply an innocent scenario of, I don't like you, and you don't like me. And that's great for hockey. Not the kind of controversies like, oh, yeah, he... uh, you know, he, uh, I don't know, slept with that guy's wife or something like that. And he's back. Hey, whatever. Um, this is just standard. I don't like you. You don't like me. And that adds a little drama and flair to things. It's just unfortunate that the Sabres and the Knights don't play each other very often, given they're in different conferences, because that would sure. be that would always be one to circle. If you're looking at, uh, obviously, you circle the games that you're a fan of the team. Like, I'm a Sens fan. I circle those games. But in terms of non-Sens games, that would be definitely one to watch, Vegas and Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not it's not stepping out that much, Stevie, right? Uh, because they probably don't face each other very often. Um, you know, it's it's a little. I've I've seen it in the past, like I said earlier, where where um, guys will give their own their their own fans a bit of a a bit of a dig. Yeah. You know, right? It's it's not the it's it's not uncommon when uh, particularly when your team is on the power play and they can't get it together. Okay, they can't right. They can't break into the zone. They can't seem to get the puck in. They can't seem to set up. You know, they got zero shots on net. Well, the, once in a while, you'll see the fans boo, boo the home team, right? And uh, if a player comments on that, could be deadly. Right. You know, could be, right? I'm not sure there's anyway. something a player could say that would be more insulting to a fan base than, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but the gist of it was, you're all bad fans who aren't loud or passionate. Pretty yep. much all it was. Seven That's years. That's the I was, loudest I've ever heard the fans. Yeah. yeah. So uh, across oh boy, the board. Yeah, I, I, I have no issue with it. It's it's between Jack Eichel and his agent and the Buffalo Sabre fan base. For everybody else, I think it's good theater. So all good. Right. Josh Norris in the news. He's just back from his shoulder injury, and he scored in overtime as the Sens recovered to beat the Kraken. Blew a big lead in the third period. Up 3 nothing. Seattle came back with three straight, and then Ottawa won it in the OT. You got Chuck Norris with the big roundhouse kick, famous for that. Yeah. Josh Norris, now becoming fav- uh, famous for his one-timers, had two of them in that game, and that is his. that's starting to become his wheelhouse, setting up on the power play to the left of the goalie, high circle, getting the one-timer from Shabbat. Pretty special player, and now the Sens have to figure out what this guy's worth because he's playing at the final year of his contract as a restricted free agent. They just paid Brady Kachuk. million a season for the next seven years. I have a hard time believing Josh Norris is going to be an easy negotiation because game after game, he just keeps getting more and more valuable. 
Without that shoulder injury, he'd be on pace for a 44-goal season. And so he's going to be a difficult negotiation because Kachuk went into the regular season holding out. Norris, I can't imagine his agent's going to want much less than Brady Kachuk. And this just in, with Shabbat already making $8 million, you can't just keep piling $8 million salaries on every single player on your roster. So it's going to be a tough deal for the Sens to get that deal done in in a quick fashion. Yeah, the killer on those salaries, Stevie, is is when the team's losing like that, right? It's like, oh fuck, <laughs> it's going to cost us this, and we can't. We're not going to make the playoffs again, and we got to pay guys six, seven, eight mil. Uh, and I've had empty yuck. buildings for about I don't know. How, oh Jesus! Many, all last season, no fans. This yeah. season, just now, I'm. I think I'm, the game uh, that might have been the first game where they they could fill it up. And so, anyway, point is, Eugene Melnick has been going. Okay, no fans coming in. They're not nearly yeah. as many as I'd like, but I've got to still pay full pop for all these players. And right. oh, oh, also, we're not making the playoffs on top of everything else. Still a long way to go before he's reaching the salary cap, but he's probably starting to get antsy. Yeah, and I've never known ticket prices, Steve, to ever go down right. from the year before. Right? So to, to keep up, right, all, all the time, you're going, okay, well, we got to increase the ad, ad cost. Yeah. You know, uh, corp- corporate boxes, price, ticket prices. So your season's ticket holder going, I, I, I don't know, you know, a, a little reduction maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a couple bucks off? Yeah. You know, I'll support the team, but uh, throw me a bone here, you know, throw me a bone here. But So the, the Sens have Chicago coming up in their next game on Saturday, and that's a team that's pretty much the same record as Ottawa right now, but they're in different places in the rebuild. I think we're at a stage with Chicago between everything that happened with Kyle beach and the firing of the GM. They just got a new GM and Kyle Davidson. They removed the interim label. They got a new coach, although he's interim and Derek King there. Now, as we hit 10 days from the deadline right now, they're trying to figure out what to do with their great war horses like Jonathan Taves, Mark Andre Fleury, Patrick Kane, Maybe they spark the rebuild with uh, moving one of those guys out, but uh, we shall see. So we'll take a time out on the program. When we return, I want to talk about this WNBA star who was basically stopped at customs at the airport somewhere in Russia, and they found drugs on her, and now she's facing up to 10 years in prison. And uh, we'll get to that. We'll also talk a little bit about what Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are doing for relief in Ukraine and much more coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is celebrating their 40th year of serving Ottawa. In my opinion, you do not last that long in this business without being elite. Jim K. Ford has always been family-owned and operated. Their amazing team of pros from sales to service is constantly training and improving to provide you with the best possible customer experience all along the way. Do a little shopping today at jimkford.com and then order up your dream vehicle exactly the way you'd like it. Visit them today at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. If you need help navigating this tough Ottawa housing market, call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glen services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, 
Glenn has the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Glenn today at glennwalton.com. Hey, how about this story of the WNBA star that was arrested in Russia? Her name is Brittany Griner, and she is a player with the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA. And what she does is, I guess in the offseason, she goes over to Russia to play there. And by the way, Mm -hmm. paid handsomely for it. She gets a million dollars a year to play over in Russia, which is 10 times what you make in the WNBA. And this would be one of the truly elite players. Like, talk dimensions here. Six foot nine, wears a men's 17 shoe. That is a large, large basketball player, no matter the gender. Right. So she is obviously a star in the sport of basketball. Anyway, while she's over in Russia, she's at customs at the airport, and officers allegedly, we are talking about Russia here, allegedly found a bunch of vape cartridges that contained liquid with hash oil inside, and that was inside a carry-on bag at Moscow's airport back in February. And so now, people haven't seen her for a while. There is, I guess, a mugshot of her, and Mm -hmm. uh, people have basically, her wife has completely lost track of her. And now we're getting uh, the government involved, two members of Congress working with the Department of State to get Griner released from Russia. Do you believe for a second that this was an actual bust? It just seems unlikely to me. We've got a war on. Everybody would be yeah. so super concentrated, you know, especially, you know, with the tensions now between NATO countries and Russia, of which America mm-hmm. is one. You know, here's a woman who would scream America when you just see her right. wandering through a Russian airport. She's six foot nine. She's African-American. And people would probably know her from playing basketball over there. Um, so she would just she might as well be walking around with a giant American flag on. And it's her who gets busted. I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I'll be I'll, I'll be honest. What about you? Yeah, well, it's going to be tough to get the real story. That, that's that, that's going to be one of the problems, regardless of what, of what happened. Uh, the the go to always Stevie is uh, anyone who's defending her. The go to always is okay. It was planted. Okay, there's a conspiracy here. She's the she's the fall fall guy or fall person fall woman uh, for this. Uh, you know, so you always you always hear that right away. I, I don't I don't know Steve. I, I'm not sure it, it it would seem a tr- tragedy. You know, if if she makes these, you know, here's the the really downside big downside of this thing you brought it up in her intro uh where she's making a million dollars okay to go to go sign wherever it is wherever it is that's a huge day man for women's basketball that's a huge day for women's i don't think it would be it wouldn't be a stretch to suggest that's she's probably the best paid female athlete in a team sport there's obviously individual athletes who make more but as far as a team sport goes, I can't think of anybody who'd be getting a million dollars in women's sports. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, so they get this right. They 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 got this, you know, giant day going. Here we go. Now now we're getting we're finally getting a little more recognized. Finally, the money's coming into line because that'll that'll snowball, right, Steve? You, I mean, you, you just talked about it with salaries and signings with the Sens. Uh, You know that every, everyone loves to see what's going to happen when they sign a new guy and and watch the money. You know, if you're another player going, whammo, whammo, now we're cooking. You know, now we're cooking. Um, so that's 
you know, what, what an unfortunate thing, you know, yeah. what an unfortunate thing going first, first girl to make those inroads. And then say, like, oh, she got busted for drug possession. <laughs> yeah. You know, I went back anyway. and looked at some of her WNBA. She played at Baylor as well in NCAA ranks and they won a national title. And she was the number one overall draft pick in the WNBA when she entered the pros. But, uh, like just, it's just unbelievable. She's just so much bigger, obviously than everybody else. And there was one mm-hmm. moment in her NCAA career that kind of showed off um, maybe an anger management issue. She Uh-oh. absolutely took her forearm and uh, brought it around and roundhoused a woman in the face intentionally. Uh, they'd have a bit of scuffle before that, but she reached around and just absolutely took her forearm right to the nose and just shattered the nose of an opposing player. So she's definitely got a mean streak for sure. Right. You know the other thing, Stevie, about this? Uh, if you go back, Stevie, tell me again how how, how much she did. What, how, how many vials of doesn't say just more than one. Yeah. But however, that so that doesn't make a bunch of sense. That doesn't make a bunch of sense. Who who would who would smuggle, you know, a few a few ounces of hash oil, if that much, right? It just that makes no sense to me. You know that you would just throw. It's not worth anything, Steve. It's not, you know, it's not like they're going to go huge drug bust here. You know what the, you know what the announcement would be? Huge drug bust here. We found this NBA player with $82 of hash oil on yeah. it. Right. So something's up. You might be right. Something, something's up there. Yeah. The you concern know? is that Rush is using her as leverage. You know, they've got all these sanctions coming in from the West and this is a bit of leverage they can use uh, to try and maybe minimize or mitigate some of these sanctions coming from them because of their right. invasion of Ukraine. But uh, it's a bad situation for sure, and not, we've really never seen anything quite like it in the world of sports before. So hopefully, uh, hopefully she gets home safe, and, and, uh, and that'll be the end of the story. How about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher? They, of course, actors from that '70s show who got married later on. They've mm-hmm. raised—I don't even know why I have to reset that. Most people know them anyway. Their Ukraine campaign has raised twenty million dollars in less than a week. Kunis who I'm a big fan of, by the way. She yes, is actually mm-hmm. Ukraine-born. And so they fired up a big fundraise, fundraising effort online, and they've made $20 million. They're hoping to get $30 million, and uh, 56,000 people lined up to donate online. And uh, that is using the internet for good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, talked about it a couple of days ago. Uh, I think the story that broke and who opened all this up, and I said it would be a domino effect, uh, I'm not saying I told you so, um, was that Andy Murray, right? Back to the tennis player who's stepped up and said he's going to donate uh, all his earnings right. for a full tennis year, right? Uh, can money solve this war, Stevie? Can, can uh, you know, a, a bunch of people putting up a bunch of dough, which is absolutely heartwarming, you know, and, and fantastic. Uh, can it stop this thing? I hope so. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think it's more just a humanitarian effort because you've got a million Ukrainian children right now who are refugees fleeing the country, just the kids alone, before you even talk about adults, a million kids. And we're not only dealing with them being homeless, they're homeless at a time when it's freezing out, temperatures well below zero. So there's all kinds Mm -hmm. of need as far as food and lodging and all of these things. So hopefully it gets to the right place and uh, as many people are kept safe as possible. Yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you a cool thing I watched last night Stevie. 
about the war. So obviously, obviously, there's no schools that are open, uh, right? Everything's been shut down, of course, including you know high schools and and colleges and universities. And it was a piece on uh, that CBC did, and these students, Stevie, have come forward and said, "Okay, how can we help?" They they want to do something, and they're doing everything from these sharp techie kids who are hacking into sort of Russian uh, Russian social media stuff. Uh, they've they've got a, a bunch of them on board. They got a whole team of these people seeing what they can do to make sure that uh, the communications and 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 the, the you know the texting apps and all that stuff stay up for the Ukraine. Uh, a bunch of other students uh, at the university opened up their dorms. Uh, because you've got so many young kids, right? You've got you've got young kids who need care. Not only need care, they need twenty four hour care, right? They're they're infants, some of them, right? And and children, three, four, five years old, you know, up to 10, 11, 12 years old. And these students have in, uh, opened up their dorm rooms for for these uh, ref, you know for these these people to come and stay in refugees. And and they also said we'll babysit. Okay, we'll, we'll 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 stay on board here, and we'll look after these kids. Uh, just an incredible, um, you know, move by the youth, you know, over over in Ukraine who are stepping up. Uh, so, you know, unreal stuff, unreal side of human people, Steve. That's you know, remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. When I saw it last night, I said that's a, that's crazy. You know, who amongst us, right, would say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. You know, when you see the storm, Stevie, most of us turn and run you know but but the but the bulls man the bulls go right into the eye of it you know and and that's what's happening over there you, you should watch it unfold yeah if you haven't well the uh, there's a, a hacker group that's quite famous called anonymous and uh they always wear that uh what is it the guy fox mask right and they yesterday they actually hacked into the russian federal agency responsible for monitoring and censoring media and released 360,000 files. And they're doing a ton of this kind of thing like you were talking about. And it's really important to kind of break through all the propaganda that Russia's putting out there because they're just liars. The, these people at the top of, of the food chain in, in, in Russia, like literally you could ask them the questions like, uh, you know, tell me about the, uh, the attacks so far in Ukraine. They'd be like, what attacks? We're not attacking Ukraine. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. kind of attitude they've got it's just like, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? It, yeah, right. It, it's just, right. it's really frustrating to see how they're, you know, this, this, this campaign of evil, and they're not even admitting it. They're just basically saying, oh, well, we're doing some things in Ukraine just to get rid of the Nazis there. What the F are you guys talking about? Yeah, prove it that we're attacking. Right. Well, I don't know. Let, let's look at hundreds of hours of video. Exactly. With you, with you blowing up. It's not us. We're not blowing up our own place, you know? And isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Just crazy. On the sporting landscape, uh, there's an interesting leader. He's certainly no Putin. He's uh, occasionally a little comical, but he's you know he's an interesting character. The Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Yeah, love Jerry. Yeah, love Jerry. He's always uh, he's always got something to say, and he's always up to something. Poster boy Stevie for family. Is he? Is he now? Yeah, you always see him in this box there mm-hmm. with all the with all the family. You know. Yeah. Well, we don't know how this is going to play out, so I don't want to bury the guy or anything, but a woman has filed a lawsuit against Jerry, claiming Uh-oh. that he is her biological father, and she alleges the Cowboys' owner paid her mother hundreds of thousands of dollars back in 1996 
to keep the information confidential. The suit was filed by a 25-year-old by the name of Alexander Davis. And, uh, of course, Jones now 79. And a Texas judge ordered the case sealed this week after Jones' lawyer filed a motion, both parties declining to comment. And the lawsuit alleges that Davis has been bound to secrecy since the age of one due to a confidentiality agreement signed by her mom. So she's, I guess, $375,000 changed hands, according to this woman, to keep the confidentiality, but she's coming for more. Yeah, so she's wrong, Stevie. She's wrong. I read this story. I read it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it certainly doesn't paint Jerry, and I'm, you know, I knew what was coming here, so the, the little sarcastic family guy thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I read the story, right? I read the story, and uh, you've, you've summarized it perfectly. Uh, let's assume, okay, for the purpose of this conversation that, uh, he did, he did bear a child with that woman. Uh, the amount you give there, he, he faced it, talked to her, talked to the mother, paid almost 400,000. They made the deal, Stevie. They made the deal. But does it apply to the daughter? She's basically going at it from the perspective of, you know, that I had to grow up without a father scenario, right? And that that kind of thing. And so there's definitely, yeah, confident. I don't think a confidentiality agreement between Jerry Jones, let's say, I don't even know if this is, has occurred, but let's take the information as we're given it. Jerry Jones and the mom, her name's Cynthia Davis Spencer. If they had a, an agreement, the two of them, well, I don't think a one-year-old at the time of the signing is beholden to that contract. So if she wants to come and say, hey, um, I don't feel like I was uh, given the childhood that I deserve. Uh, My mom spent all the money. I don't know if that's the case or not. But these are the kinds of things that will probably be asserted. Well, maybe then, Steve. Okay, maybe. Well, and and if that's going to be the case, then every child, every child who was involved in a divorce and, and there was an alimony agreement, palimony, or alimony, child support agreement, can now come forward. Can now come forward and go, okay, that was the original deal, but, you know, I don't know if that's a stretch or not. Maybe. I don't have a lot of sympathy Um, for him one way, Uh, but this is the quote from uh, the woman. She says that she has lived her life fatherless and in secret and in fear that if she should tell anyone who her dad was, she and her mother would lose all their financial support or worse, The plaintiff has had to endure the endless public profiles of her dad and siblings while forced to remain secret to everyone, including her closest confidence. Uh, So I guess she's suggesting that there's something to be paid back for that situation, that state. But it is a state her mom put her in. Anyway, Jerry Jones in the news to close us out today. And that closes out. Another fine podcast week. We want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us today. Our website is stevewproject.com. Anything you got going on this weekend, James? I'm suing you, Steve. I understand. I'm suing you. Yeah. I, I wanted a third. I've gone, I've gone all these shows. We originally did this with two, uh, with three of us. We originally did this. We broadcasted with three of us. Yep. And, and, and you've gone ahead now for oh, seven, 800 shows. And I've had to do this on my own with you. Right. Well, that's then Sue John. You're going to hear from a, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> He's the guy that's wasting his time in radio still. 
Let's do it, Stevie. Let's get some. <laughs> let's get a. Let's get some legal letterhead from some big law firm. Okay, let's send them a letter. Let's uh, we'll, we'll email their morning show. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Steve a and I. Steve and I have had to remain silent all these years that we haven't been able to carry on with those. <laughs> well, I think if you read your separation agreement, there are a few clauses in there. If you yeah. really want to continue enjoying your severance pay and not have to pay yeah. it back, you might want to mm, walk a fine line here. That's true. I'll tell you what, Jerry Jones might go, you know what? Give me those letters that uh, Warren, Warren and Jerome got from their company. That's pretty straightforward there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, what? They write a bunch of shit on that, Steve, and in the end it's got, really what they could have is just one sentence going, you got fuck all to stand on after this. <laughs> <laughs> You're toast. See you later. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Good, 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 good. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm heading for some whiskey. Okay, we'll see you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.